0: Welcome to the wealth is in the details podcast in this podcast financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey along the way thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today is Peter's inaugural podcast, meaning this is the podcast you get to learn more about Peter, his business, what he does, what he does in the community, and a little bit into his personal life. So that, that's kind of my favorite part of this podcast. I've got about uh, about 20 questions that I'm going to be asking Peter and uh, he's going to answer these questions honestly, truthfully, and uh, with a little bit of fun. I hope. Uh, good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Fantastic. All right, uh, are you ready for today's podcast? I am. Okay, then there let's let's get started. Number one is why did you decide to work in financial services, Peter? And tell us a little bit about your history.
2: Sure. Seems like a long time ago now, but uh, back in in 1984, I I decided that after about two years at a uh, large mutual life insurance company at their home office in Boston, that I wanted to be out on my own. I wanted to have my own business. And I was always very interested in financial services and, and really how I could help people. And that's the key to, to our business. At that time, it, w- it really intrigued me. Number one, having my own business. And number two, having a business that was there to, to help people and their families. It was 1984. And at that time, there were really only a few options in the financial services world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was being an insurance professional, being a banker or a stockbroker. And frankly, I, I really wasn't that interested in, in just doing one of those professions. I was more interested in the comprehensive approach. Mm. And the firm that I joined was a, a local Boston firm. And the focus of that training, that business development of planners was around comprehensive planning. So that's what I started doing in
1: 1984. Great. Working with people, obviously it's a passion. Who do you work with and what is your specialty?
2: Our primary clients are families, they're professionals, widows, widowers, and a lot of small business owners. I think most of our clients are typically approaching retirement, or they're in retirement. What they're looking for is objective advice to help guide them as they journey through wealth accumulation, whether it be distribution, they're concerned about protection of assets. Our clients typically want clarity, they want to feel confident that they're heading on the right path, and they feel like they want to be in control
1: of their future. Helping them to be in control of their future is a great idea. Obviously, we all want a little bit more of that. What do you do for your clients specifically?
2: Primarily, we start off getting to know them. We want to really understand what they're all about, what their aspirations are, what they want for their family in the immediate term as well as the long term. And that's our real focus. So we start off really understanding the details of their world, both personal and financial, because you can't really do financial planning until you you really understand what's in their heart and what people want going forward. The discovery of data is probably the hardest part Mm. of our work together with clients, both from the client's perspective and from ours. We're really spending a lot of time getting details. We're asking for tax returns, estate planning documents, all your benefits through your employer, insurance, assets, liabilities. We just want to know all the details. But then we spend most of our time, and this is really where I think the value of, of what a, a good planner can do, is really talking about the client's feelings about risk, about their biases, about what they want in the future. It's really trying to understand their financial condition today and what it might look like in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what
1: we do. Now, Peter, I asked you earlier, you know, who do you work with? And you gave us an idea and you had a kind of a little bit of a list, but I'm going to ask you to drill down a little bit. Who is your ideal client?
2: I would say our our ideal clients are those individuals that see themselves as stewards of their family's wealth, meaning they take it really seriously. They don't want to just leave it to chance. They don't want to leave their family's financial future to chance. And they really are engaged in this process because it's a process. It's not just a plan. It's working through their objectives and goals over time. We really enjoy working with those clients that are engaged in this, that are real serious about it and want to take care of their families, their businesses, really those aspects of their financial life that are real important.
1: Great. You said it best right there about their clients. How do you acquire those new clients?
2: It's primarily through referrals. I've been doing this for over 34 years, and it really has, from the beginning, been through our existing clients, other professionals, accountants, attorneys, friends. (laughs) It's people that we've known, I've known over the years, and they're concerned and interested in planning.
1: That's great. That says a lot about your business when the bulk of your new clients are coming from referrals. That says a lot, so congratulations. What kind of client education do you provide?
2: Well, I would say every time we're meeting with clients, it's really centered around education. We're not lecturing. We're trying to understand where the clients are coming from, but there are details that we need to walk our clients through, and they need to understand and feel comfortable with the advice. The only t- way they can make a good and useful decisions is with clear clarity about recommendations or actions that we suggest are going to help them. It's an ongoing process. It's not just a lecture or a podcast that does it because everyone's so individual. It's really unique.
1: I agree. I think these podcasts are going to help people out tremendously, but this is not a one-stop shop. You get your information on the podcast, and then you just do whatever you want. There is a, a tremendous value in that relationship. So I agree with you. Well, it sounds like you provide a ton for your clients who is on your team and what do they do? Cause I know you have people that help you out.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't do this alone. It's truly a team effort. Our business from the get-go has been really focused on client service. So that's our goal. When we have our team meetings, we're always talking about how can we make our clients' lives simpler, easier? How can they feel like this is a positive experience? And I think we've done that, and we're continuing to improve on that. So I'm the lead financial planner for all our clients and responsible for the relationship. Catherine is an associate planner that works for for me, Catherine Broy. She works on every plan. So she's doing what I call the plan manufacturing. And she's deeply involved in the technology aspect of it. John Dobritz is responsible for the day-to-day investment operations. And Ron Gans is, is more involved in the uh, insurance-related products and helps manage our clients' uh, retirement plans, uh, 401Ks and pension plans. We always have a college intern who works for us anywhere from 15 to 30 hours a week, depending upon uh, the time of year. And then we really do work with our national firm. We're affiliated with a national uh, firm called Lincoln Financial Advisors, and they provide us tremendous resources from technology, legal compliance, estate planning, from an investment perspective. So they're, they're also a great resource and really part of our team.
1: Wow, sounds like a great team and it takes community really to uh, to help somebody out like that. I know that there's an old saying, takes a village to raise a child and takes a large community like that to help your clients and service them. Speaking of community, what do you guys do in the community or what do you specifically do in the community?
2: Yeah, I, I've always been involved in, in the community that we live in and that I work in. I think that's just, I need to give back and it's been a fun part of my life. And I was a scout leader with my boys. That was a lot of fun. We're very involved in our our, uh, church. I've been treasurer, president, religious education chairperson, instructor. That's been a great joy for us and our family. I'm currently on a board of directors called Volunteers of America, Massachusetts. It's a social service agency. Community involvement is just a big part of my life. Also professionally, I've been involved in the past in financial planning organizations, like the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the Boston Estate Planning Council.
1: Love to hear that. I love to hear that advisors are active in the community or small business owners specifically are active in the community. It's a great thing to be able to give back and participate in those things. I want to change gears here a little bit, Peter. We talked a little bit earlier about the education that you do with your clients and it's ongoing. What designations or advanced education do you personally have?
2: Not only do we want to educate our clients on an ongoing basis, we need to stay current and feel like we've got a handle on what's going on in in the world of financial, Mm -hmm. in the financial world. So, yeah, we're continuing ongoing education. In the past, I've gotten a master's degree in financial services from the American College, and I have three professional designations called Chartered Financial Consultant. Mm. I'm a Chartered Life Underwriter and a Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. But it's the ongoing education that is not only required, but something that we do want to do. Um, Going to meetings, there's a lot of education online available to us, but that's part of what we enjoy. And one reason I love the business.
1: Audience, anybody listening to this podcast, I want you to understand that Peter's being very humble here. (laughs) Those designations are not easy. Those designations mean quite a bit. He really talked about that ongoing education, which means he's keeping up with what's going on all the time. But I do want you to understand that those designations are a big deal. Look them up if you have any questions about it. Ask Peter about it if you have any questions. That's an impressive amount of letters behind your name. I know it's, a, it's an alphabet soup back there, but those yeah. designations specifically are very powerful. So definitely look it up if you're an interested, audience. It's definitely something you want to know about. Peter, what is your financial philosophy?
2: What I really want our clients to focus on, and I try to do this personally, is really think about and focus and worry about the things that we can control or influence in our world. I think when we really think about the world we live in, a lot of it we just can't control. And where we should spend our time and energy and our angst is around those areas that we do control. Mm -hmm. So the simple things like living within our means is something we can all do. Spending time and energy around understanding where, where your cash flow goes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a better use of time than worrying about what's happening politically, what's happening in the markets, working on your career, your own continuing education, certainly spending time with family. Mm-hmm. Those things that you can control are the things that we want to focus on. So when we're doing our planning work, We want to just make sure that those aspects of our clients' financial life that they really do influence are addressed and we think about it. And then we prepare for those things that are unexpected because that happens too. Mm -hmm. So worry about the things you can control and then think about those areas of life that are unexpected that could affect your planning going forward. And so those are the things. That's how, that's my philosophy.
1: That's a great philosophy. All right, we are on to the second half of our podcast. My favorite part. This is where we get to dive into Peter's personal life a little bit, ask him some good questions, and uh, hopefully catch him off guard on a couple of them. Maybe we'll we'll see. <laughs> are you ready, Peter? Sure. All right, Peter. When you're not working, what do you do for fun?
2: At this point in my life, I get a lot of pleasure out of just the routines of life. You know, I get up every day, I exercise. I come to the office, that kind of daily routine really makes me feel good and allows me to focus. But then as far as fun is concerned, my wife and I do a lot of things together. Our, we're empty nesters, our kids are, are independent doing their own thing. Uh, we love bike riding, we love hiking, we go to theater, we love music and, and museums, and and we especially like to go out to dinner at nice restaurants. I would say we're both real busy, both of us work real hard. But when we, we do have time, we just spend time together. Then we do a lot of travel um, nice. on, our, on our free times. I always love to have a trip planned. It's something to look forward to. I love the planning aspect of it. And most of those trips are are around cultural experiences, being in the great outdoors, outdoor activities, mm-hmm. good wine, good food, and uh, just being, being together.
1: All right. Whenever somebody says anything about going out to eat, I'm always going to ask. What's your favorite restaurant?
2: You know, I don't have a favorite restaurant. I love all sorts of different flavors. Um, So whether it's French, Italian, Asian, you know, I'll eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. As long as it's well-prepared, visually appealing, well-served, you know, in a nice atmosphere, I'm happy.
1: It sounds like you and I could go out to eat anywhere because I'm exactly the same. If it looks good and smells good, I'm digging in. Yeah. Right. All right. Peter, who's your hero?
2: I would say I'd start with uh, Abraham Lincoln. You know, I think of someone who's true to his principles, great sense of humor. And despite his brilliance was truly a humble man. He also had lots of challenges, Mm -hmm. you know, depression. He loses a son. He's dealing with wars, difficulty with mental illness in his family. Mm -hmm. Um, So he had a lot of things that he had to work through. But he was so confident, I think, and felt comfortable with with himself that he was wonderful for our country and and for the world.
1: Great. All right. If you had all the money that you ever needed, what would you do?
2: If we had all the money in the world, and and that's a timely question because I, I've spent some time thinking about that with the recent lottery at, <laughs> I know, at one point right? <laughs> six billion dollars. Can't imagine. Um, he <laughs> uh. um, certainly we would do more travel. Maybe we drive newer cars, but besides spending a lot of time giving it away, I'm not sure we would do that much different. Mm -hmm. Who's to say I don't have all the money in the world and I'm happy now. So my goal would be to continue to be happy.
1: Yeah. That's a perfect goal. Money or no money. That's the best goal you can have. Who is your favorite person in history?
2: Oh, there's just so many interesting people. I love biographies, and I've read so many. I love the stories behind them. And when I think about the probably my favorite person person I'd want to spend time with might be Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. You know, just um, just a man with incredible amounts of uh, of energy, brilliance. He was both strong, physically active physically, but also intellectually. He was so curious, been through so much as a a young man, a sickly child, overcame that and became a great president, at least from my perspective. Did a lot of great things like the national park system in the U.S. and was a committed environmentalist. Just a really interesting person in history. So that's who I would want to spend a little bit of time with.
1: You've given a couple great examples with Roosevelt and Lincoln. What is your personal idea of success?
2: Success to me is really just is working toward goals with a focus and commitment, and and achieving that. I, I've always um, I've always been very goal oriented, even as a young man. Whether it be working, delivering newspapers to just to earn some money, um, mm-hmm. in my pursuit of sports. You know, I was just very goal oriented, working out and trying to get to a place of success. And that carried over into into the business world. To me, it's just being thoughtful, being in the moment, but thinking ahead about what you want, and always having goals in place. And that to me is what's satisfying.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I needed you back in junior high, because I had a paper route. And <laughs> I had way, way too much money for a junior hire. I mean, I, I made a good amount of money per month from that paper route and I blew it all. Oh, <laughs> just, geez. oh, yeah, it was terrible. I didn't think about I didn't think about the future, maybe a car that I would want or anything. I just it was all on fun and food and friends. And I lived in the moment. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, you, you were a teenager. That's what, I, yes, that's Yes. What yes, I was. <laughs> that, that, that phase in your life. What, what are we thinking? All right. What is the one thing you recommend most to clients, friends, or family?
2: That life's really a balancing act. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you have to live today, live in that moment, as we just discussed, and appreciate that moment Mm -hmm. and and be thankful for all of the blessings that we have. But at the same time, you have to think about tomorrow. So it's this balancing between today and tomorrow. And during that journey, it's vital to challenge yourself, to take risks, and to enjoy it because so many people are just so focused on achieving those goals, but not laughing and not just taking steps back and smelling roses along the way. I think you got to do that. So it's balancing between whether it be work, family, you know, how do you have the best of both worlds? And they're both really important. Family is, in my opinion, the most important, Mm -hmm. but work can give people a lot of pleasure. It gives people a feeling of success and confidence and certainly the things you get out of work, which are financial success. It's doing a little bit of, of everything, living today, planning tomorrow, and dreaming about what you want. Nice. That's what I recommend.
1: Nice. All right. This is my favorite question of all the questions we have. Peter, name one thing that most people don't know about you.
2: I'm not a big person. I'm only about five, seven on a good day. And <laughs> What most people don't know is is I played organized football for 12 years, including four years in college. Wow. Those were a lot of fun years. I was a defensive end. Most people don't know that. And that's a person that's on the defensive line. And and most of those people, especially if you're thinking of big time football, um, which I never played, were large. And I'm not that kind of person. So I would say that's something that a lot of people don't know
1: about me. Well, I, I, would, I would say so. I mean, four years in college, at that height, you must have had some incredible strength or speed or a combination of whatever to be able to play that position.
2: I would say I played with passion. There you go. Um, I was not a particularly fast person or, or big person, but I was coached well and um, nice and was lucky. Life's full of luck.
1: Well, <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and surrounding yourself with coaches and mentors and, and advisors that can give you that push and that guidance, I mean, that's incredibly important, So, and that's that ties right into how to be successful. So it sounds like you really were. We all have those points where we're tired, or we just lack energy, or we are coming up against some serious adversity or a big project maybe that we have to deal with. And I know we all face that. So Peter, what is your mantra, motto, or something that you say to yourself to keep yourself focused and on track?
2: Yeah, great question it's not real exciting but to me whenever I'm confronted with any challenges or problems I come back to the process Mm -hmm. so to me my mantra is the process is the solution Uh, I may not have the answer right now but if we follow a process a thoughtful process we'll get to that solution that's what I keep focusing our staff on and personally I do the same thing so if I want to I'm preparing for a trip that involves a lot of hiking. I'll think ahead about what I need to do for the two or three months ahead so I'm physically able to do that kind of, have that kind of fun experience. Mm -hmm. Whether in the business world and we're doing a plan for a client, we basically take the same approach in all cases. The problem isn't evident, but the process is something that we deal with on an ongoing basis. And the solution will become evident as we work through that process.
1: Got it. What is your proudest achievement?
2: Oh, I, I would say my proudest achievement is my family. And I didn't do that alone. I'm very lucky to have been married for 32 years and wow. uh, we've got three wonderful kids. With, and we've had many, many blessings. So I would say right now that that's my proudest
1: achievement. Congratulations. That, that is that is awesome. 32 years of marriage is fantastic. All right, we are to our last question, Peter. And this is more about just kind of what your thought is on it and what you'd kind of convey to the audience. We're hoping this podcast gets a lot of traction. We have a lot of listeners, but who should be listening to this? Who do you want to reach and how do they reach out to you?
2: The reason why I decided to do the podcast is I I wanted really to give people information that would be helpful in their world. It'll be a lot of concepts. It'll be a lot of strategies. We'll talk about outlooks. We'll talk about these processes that I described. To me, I thought it would be of interest to clients to share our experience, my experience over 30 years in in the financial planning world. And I hope that these podcasts can make a difference in people's financial lives. Really, podcast is there for friends, our clients, family, coworkers, whomever. If there's any interest, please pass it on to those that uh, you think might be interested. Anyone who wants to talk to us about it, certainly can call, my number is 617-728-7433. Or if they wanna hear about our firm, go to the raskinplanning.com website. And we're happy to answer any
1: questions. Great, Peter, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. All right, and everyone out there, thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, and I know you haven't because this is the first one, please click the subscribe now button below. This way when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family, just as Peter said. Thanks again for listening. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.